What's the time? Oh, it's five past seven. No, I'm late. I told him 7.04, so he's going to grill me this morning. So we better get to him and we're going to have a catch up with TJ Pedernada, Rugby World Update with Kubota. And uh, TJ's on the show now. How you doing, brother? Good to, good to talk to you again, my guy. Yeah, well? yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Just uh, chipping away. We're talking about a league, talking black ferns, um, and obviously uh, the All Blacks taking on Italy. But how, how you doing, man? How's how's your injury? How's the update? Got us an update? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going really well. Eh? It's, um, my calf itself is probably stronger. Well, it is stronger now after 11 weeks of rehab than I got to at five and a half months on my last surgery. So things are looking really good there. Hopefully start running towards the back end of next week. Um, but we're just taking it a little bit slower um, this, this time just to make sure that everything is perfect before we go out on the field. Yeah, man. Just listen, eh? Just say, don't listen, eh? Just know he is. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. The most competitive bug I've ever met, and this is what's happened. But you look on the positive side of it, Tej. You've had a bit of time to reflect and build on life. Because rugby only is a small part of our lives, we know that. So you've got another thing that you got in, in the in the moment in, in progress right now, and there's RTRC, and I've seen it on the socials, I've seen it everywhere I look. Man, can you just give us another update on how's that how's that going and evolving over the last couple of months? Yeah, it's going really well, bro. Um, I guess being out of rugby for it, but when you're in rugby and you're consumed in it so much, we don't really see the. Mm. Um, the pressures that the general public probably have, like we're worrying about preparing for a game, whether we won or lost, and then we're really focused on that next game. And when we step away from the game a little bit, uh, we want to rest and um, spend time with our family. So we're uh, oblivious to what's sort of going on. And being away from the game a little bit, I've sort of started to see what's happening in the in the public and a little bit more in tune to it. Um, and then I sort of realised we get an opportunity to give people joy in that in the weekends when we go out and play rugby, but then they step back into um, their current reality and I want to have impact on people's lives on a day-to-day basis. And that was what we're trying to do here at RCRC, especially in this financial climate. Mm. Um, and it's moved really quickly, bro. Um, hopefully next week, actually, we'll be launching our website and people can start to get on board with it. Um, but we're just getting everything. Um, in the right path so that it's easy for people once they our website's launched and that that it's mm. an easy transition for people to get into but it's been cool man it's been met some really cool people in the business world um, who are willing to help um, that's been really humbling yeah Tej was it a conscious decision to sort of while you're transitioning um, through the back end of your rugby career to to pick up these opportunities through business uh, through business and run with it um yeah, I guess a little bit. Like I, being injured in that, I think the same fulfilment that I I get from playing rugby. Like mm. it's it's almost an unhealthy lifestyle, I reckon, because we're so we focus on winning a game and losing a game, and you get like this peak um, every week of adrenaline or a rush that you get from playing the game, and then you step away from it, whether it's through injury or through retirement. And you don't get that. And I think as players, if we're so used to that for a decade or longer than a decade of getting that every single week and building towards it every week, and then that just gets taken away, I think it can be dangerous for people who step away from the game. So if we can have something um, that gives us... It's it's definitely not the same. Like I don't get the same high in business that I get from rugby, but Mm. it's more of a consistent lifestyle, um, a consistent... Um, growth and the highs aren't as high but the lows aren't as low but getting used to that and being okay with that 
um, I think is helpful. Teej, just through this time when you, you've had a, a, an injury, you, you've had them before, but is this different? Have you have you figured something out? Like you've obviously, yeah, got a beautiful family. Another on another one on the way. So is this a different time in your life? And you and you know, like what what are the differences from the previous injuries that you had to deal with compared to now? Um, I think this one it, it's definitely been the longest one. So it's mm. like I've had more scope to be like I'm going to be away from the game for this amount of time. Um, yes, I can do my rehab and that and that's going to be effective for me, but I'm still not going to be able to play the game of rugby. So what can I find that can give me um, some focus away from um, our training ground? And that, and that's, I think that's really helped being a little bit older and having a family is definitely a part of it too. Like mm-hmm. I'm not so consumed in the game and the game doesn't define me for who I am where when I broke my leg when I was younger, I only had rugby or only thought about rugby. Um, so that's made it a little bit easier. It still sucks. Like I, every day I wish I was playing rugby. Um, which is okay as well, um, but it's having, I guess, those life experiences has helped me um, channel that frustration into something that I think is going to be positive long term. Mate, you, you've looked to the future, and, and uh, I know how competitive you are, and you want to be the best, and you want to be in the best team. So, the future next year, what, what does that look like for TJ Perinara? Yeah, so I'll be back with the Canes next mm. year. I signed a two-year deal with the Canes, which yeah. is which is cool. Um, I think we could potentially have the two best nines in the country at the Canes, which is an exciting mm. thing for us. If we can uh, get our combination going really well, um, we can have some real good impact in this competition and in our country. Um, so that's exciting. I'm still ambitious to, to play for the All Blacks again and to, to be a big part of that team. Um, so that's a, a key driver for me mm. as well. Mm. But just getting back onto the field and playing some rugby, um, it will be I'll hopefully play in February next year uh, in those pre-season games, and that takes it for like 14 or 15 months out of the game, which is the longest I haven't played the game for since I was like five years old. So I'm excited just to get back and play the game. Um, I understand that there's really good opportunity for both mm. Cam and I um, next year um, with that combination, um, and hopefully we can take that onto the world stage too. Two devastating number lies. The Canes are going to have their disposal. It's going to be a scary aspect for most teams that will come up against you. But you've played Italy a few times here, Teach. What do you make of the uh, Italians? Yeah. Um, both. They're actually going pretty good, eh? Like mm. every time we've sort of played them, um, we might have looked at them as a little bit more understrength um, than what we, we had been playing that year. But they've shown over the last few years the way that they're playing the game and um, I guess the teams that they've pushed and the teams that they've beaten over the last few years, that they're a proper team to um, to be worried about, you know. So I've always, I think I've heard Nuggie talk about it, like they're in playoff mode already, um, and I understand why they would be that. They obviously lost the first game of the season, but they understand the threat that Italy can bring, and winning this game um, is a do or die for them, and I, I like the mindset going into it that way. Do you, do you, do you think that... Um we talk a little bit about the se- the selections and Richie Maunga and Bodie Barrett at the back with those two pivots, Tej, and, and you're, you're out there, you know it intimately, you know uh, exactly how the system works. Is there a is there an issue, you know, because um, I don't know if your dad talks about it, but with the two p- pivot system and the defensive lines coming at it so quickly that we just don't get enough time to run it? Um, like Personally for me, I want both of them out on the field, like they're, I enjoy playing mm. rugby with both of them, and when I have them both out on the field, they will command a side of the field each, like as a nine, and you have those two dominant voices out there um, who 
really know what they're talking about. And if one of them um, might be a little bit off, say, at the start of the game and not feeling it, then the other one tends to take over and, mm. and do a little bit more of the face play leading. So I, I like having them both on the field. Um, if I'm picking the team or if I'm playing nine in that team, I want them both on the field. Beautiful. Uh, I've just seen a little video on Crago's Wild that Richie Moonga just walked off training with a tight hammy. Um, so potentially Bodie taking over the, the 10 position, maybe potentially bringing a, a Leicester Whainga Nuku on the bench to take over that position. That's interesting, mate. That the, the changes, the adjustments. Move to the back, do you reckon? Yeah, maybe do you reckon move. Will Jordan. The will, yeah, there's a lot of adjustment. What would you like to see? Because, yeah, he walked off. He looked pretty sore. Oh, yeah. Well, if they. If he doesn't play, I'd push Baz to 10. I'd push Jill to the wing and maybe start Leicester. That's what I'd do. Bang, I think they might have to do that, TJ. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting one. For me, this is my thinking. And uh, the, re- the me hearing you say that about a, a 10 and 15, I played 15, mate. Did I not say much in a, out there? Did I, did I not no, give bro, you any options? I was staying with you, bro. I just need <laughs> like, give you the ball, bro. You know? And that's like, that's no, it's not detrimental to you as well. That's the, uh, yeah. fuck, if we need someone, oh, sorry, I can't swear. If, <laughs> if we need the ball in someone's hands to do something good for us, like, I will mm. give you the ball. And that's like, yes, you might not overly communicate to the whole team and organise like Baz would do, mm. but you get the ball in your hands and you make something happen and that's the strength of you and that's that could be like a Jill as well like yeah. he you get the ball in his hands something good's going to happen he's going to make the right decision whether it's kicking the ball or running the ball and you like you make your game plan around mm. that and that's the quality that you brought to our team we knew when the ball's in your hands something's good's going to happen yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm hearing yeah I'm definitely hearing I just think um at the moment I just feel like there's probably just a little bit of confusion on like who's running the ship you know, like when you got a ten and a fifteen, like they can, if they can connect that well and get it flowing really nicely, we can know understand how devastating it can be. But we yeah, cannot blame, no. um, you know, most of it. You know, like everyone's not many people are talking about this this the Blacks team, TJ, and it's like, and it's crazy because this is the most competitive World Cup ever. When you look at it across the board, mate, everyone asks me who's going to win. I'm like, I don't know. Are you the same? <laughs> There's a lot of teams that can win it, man. Mm. I think the All Blacks are in a good spot because no one is really talking yeah. about them. And usually at World Cups, everyone's like, oh, it's the All Blacks um, competition to lose. And there's all of that outside pressure. But they'll be in that camp at the moment, understanding that most people probably are talking poorly on us because we're not. Uh, we, we lost to France. We lost to South mm. Africa going into it. Um, and they can sort of fly under the radar a little bit, a, a little bit, I suppose. Um, but they they will know that everything is within that 36 people. They're not going to care too much about what's happening in any other team. They know they have to connect, and in order for them to win it, they have yep. to probably be at their best every time. Beautiful, Teach. Appreciate you coming on, man, and great to see that your injury is tracking really well. And all the best with RTRC, bro. It's um, it's awesome to see the difference you're making online. Did did you sweep up those Warriors uh, those Warriors um, tickets? I know you were doing a few giveaways, mate. How, they would have yeah, went we, crazy. Yeah, we got some um, people up to that Auckland game um, and got them like a hotel, some dinners out and stuff like that. So that was awesome for them. We try to get people over to Aussie, but there's just there's a lot of like health and safety things that we would have to mm. tick off to send people overseas as a company. And we just didn't have the time to, to get that all done. But hopefully in the future we can start to do some more stuff like that as well. Beautiful, man. Keep up the great work, TJ Pedernato. Appreciate you coming on the show. And take care and all the love to the family, eh? Thanks, brother.
bro. I'll see you next week, bro. Love you, boy. Yeah. Cheers, my brother. Cheers, Teach. There he is, TJ Pedernada, brought to you by um, Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Wasn't it? Um, so there you go. Beautiful. Great to catch up. And when he was talking about Jill, that was Will Jordan. So Jill's Will Jordan's um, nickname. So if you're out there thinking, who's Jill? He meant uh, Will Jordan. So if that is the case, Kimpy, with Richard Mwanga Well, we just injured. saw it on TV. Yeah. He looked like really sore walking off to the training bus with a um, ice and easy on his. It looked like a, for me, it looked like a quad, not not an hamstring. So mm. obviously a, a leg injury, and with a decent sort of, sort of limp on him, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he's out. Okay, I'm guessing he's out. Do where do they go? They go to Bodie. Yeah, Bodie will go into ten, and then I think we'll go to fifteen, and then Leicester flying and Nuku stays on the uh, goes to the it left could wing. Could be a blessing in disguise. Yeah, well, this is the team we're after, wasn't it? Mm. You know, so the changes, we don't want to see anyone, any changes through injury, but um, it looked pretty sore. And to see him running back out there, he got two games before the big matches. So this is an opportunity for Bodie to go out there, control this team. you got Leicester coming on, Will Jordan potentially going to McKenzie stays where he is. Anton mm-hmm. Leonard Brown stays where he is. Yeah. Yeah, yep. you keep the bench the same. Yeah. And, you, and just, you, you just bring Leicester Fainuku and put him straight into the yep. that wing position, roll um, Jill back to the back, Will Jordan and... Yeah, and the and the shapes exactly the same coming off the bench. 